Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to use an analogy uh, to express something today, and it's a goofy analogy. I'm the first to admit it. I have completely fabricated this language. I have completely fabricated this analogy. But it's the best way that I know to express a truth that I am asked about all the time. Uh, The reality in America is that for those of traditional values, those of Judeo-Christian values, those who believe essentially, you know, at least religiously what folks believe maybe during the American colonial period, we turned a bit of a corner. There's no question. Unless there's some kind of religious resurgence of Judeo-Christianity or or, or Christianity in America, uh, unless there's some kind of retaking of of lost ground, uh, despite stats that show we are still a religious people in some broad sense, uh, we are not as distinctly Christian as we used to be. Um, many people bemoan that. We are not uh, as distinctly traditional values as we used to be. And, and so as a result, we are almost certainly going to see if present trends continue. You know, presidential candidates that are not just uh, Mormon, but I think maybe in my lifetime we'll have a Muslim run for president. We uh, may have an avowed atheist run for president. That's not far from happening now. Um, And of course, not just for president, but for other political roles. And so many people ask me, how do I evaluate these things? Do I simply, as a Christian or Jew or, or whatever faith I'm of, do I simply refuse to vote for anyone uh, who is not of my uh, unique values or not just religious values, but my, my core ethical values? And, and I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this because many people, especially people who are religious but not Mormons, uh, are in a bit of a crisis regarding voting for uh, Mitt Romney. They might like him, they might like his politics, uh, but they have a hesitation, and the surveys show this uh, when it comes to his Mormonism. And I think the way that we're going to have to begin to think about this um, is, is illustrated by my goofy uh, analogy or metaphor um, called what I, what, I, what I call the Human Inferno Faith Test. <laughs> Now, I know that that's crazy. I'm putting human inferno uh, in, uh, in quotes. But essentially, it's this. If you had a friend who believed that if he lied or stole something from you, that he would instantly burst into flame, thus becoming a human inferno in my goofy, dramatic picture here, illustration, um, you would think he was weird, you would think he was, wow, how could anyone believe that? And what other wacko things might you believe, might he believe? But you would be glad that he did believe it in, for one reason, and that is he probably wouldn't lie to you. He probably wouldn't steal from you. Again, you have a friend and he genuinely believes based on whatever religious, however he acquired this belief, it doesn't matter, but he believes that if he lies or steals, he's instantly going to burst into flame. Now, you and I can look at each other and think, man, what a nutcase to believe that. But we would also say, well, our wallet's pretty safe around this guy, you know, and he's probably telling us the truth because he believes this. Well, that's a goofy way of saying, here's also how we need to look at other religions uh, when it comes to politics. 
I don't agree with Mormonism. I, I don't know anybody could be more on record in not agreeing uh, with Mormonism. I respect what they've accomplished. You know, I, I'll, I'll use that time-worn phrase, I have Mormon friends, <laughs> as though it's a badge of honor. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm not anti-Mormon. I'm just not a Mormon, which means I don't accept Joseph Smith as a prophet. I don't believe their doctrines. And yet, I certainly recognize their doctrines have produced tremendous uh, prosperity and influence for them. Okay, uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Romney's Mormonism, of course. I, I, I wonder at how someone can believe those things. I, I wonder what else he might believe. I wonder what kind of spiritual influence uh, he might be under in the Oval Office. And I spend a lot of time discussing those things. But my issue is, is not to look for candidates who only agree with me. There, there, there wouldn't be that many out there. My, my issue is to find what is uh, valuable what is beneficial, what is uh, ethics reinforcing about what Romney does believe or any other candidate. And so when I look at Mitt Romney, I, I say to myself, well, this is a man who believes he's, he's qualifying, that this life is about qualifying in the eyes of his heavenly father. It's, a, it's, it's about uh, overcoming obstacles. It's about being found worthy. Uh, he believes his family uh, is an eternal institution and that they will reign together. And he's, uh, he's married to Anne for all eternity, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, traditional Christians don't believe that. They believe we won't be marrying and giving in marriage in heaven, as the New Testament says. So there's a little distinction. But, but all of the things I've just cited about what Romney believes are things that uh, commend him, uh, that commend his faith only insofar as it may make him a more ethical principled man in office. And that's what I need to look at. I, I, we're not, we don't have the luxury today of choosing uh, amongst candidates who believe exactly what we believe. I'm spe- I realize there are many different we's listening to this podcast. I'm simply saying, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Muslim, whether you're gay, whether you don't have the, the opportunity, and I didn't mean to make gay sound like a religion there, but you understand my point. Whatever your approach to politics, you don't have the option of choosing candidates who believe exactly what you believe. You rarely ever have that opportunity. So you have to look at what a candidate believes, particularly religiously, and say, what will it reinforce of the kind of behavior that I want, uh, even if it's not everything that I want this man to believe in an ideal situation? And so again, my, my illustration, if, if, if a man is running for office who believes he'll instantly burn, burst into flame if he lies or messes with the intern or steals something, uh, you know what? I can actually be happy about that because he's probably going to be more ethical than the guy who thinks there's no penalty for those things, even though I think his penalty is a strange belief. And that's how we approach this. I look at Romney, I ask what does he believe, and what does it reinforce of what I want to see in office? It's not going to be complete and entire. He's not my ideal candidate, nor is Barack Obama uh, by far my ideal candidate. But when we look at their faith and we look at what they believe, the question should be, what will that faith reinforce of the kind of person I want uh, to be in office? And that's how the decision has to be made. We cannot, we cannot look at the entire of what they believe, see if we perfectly line up with it, and only vote for people who do perfectly line up with it, because we, we will end up not voting 99% of the time. Uh, the issue is my goofy human inferno faith test, which I'm going to copyright and trademark and market. Uh, the human inferno faith test. Uh, d- does the, what this candidate believes... Uh, is their faith system 
uh, not in some ways like this human inferno faith test, which I've humorously labeled, uh, in the sense that even if I think it's nuts uh, what they believe, does it reinforce some of the behaviors does it make them behave themselves? Does it keep them away from the intern? Does it keep them from lying to the American people? Does it keep them from, you know, concocting conspiracies in the basement of the White House or the, or the, or the state legislature? That's, that's the way we have to make a decision. As I've often said, we're not choosing between God and the devil, perfect and completely evil. Uh, we are choosing between hold your nose and hold your nose tighter. And I don't mean that just in terms of this race. I think all politics is that way. And so we, we really have got to settle down here, stop looking for perfect alignment religiously, and start looking at what does the faith of a candidate uh, reinforce of the behavior we want to see and to what extent. That's how the evaluation has to be made. May you in your life... Uh, if you are a noble person, have candidates you can completely get behind and align with you perfectly. That's that's happy politics. It will rarely happen. And uh, for most of us, we're living in a world where, again, you're choosing between hold your nose and hold your nose tighter. And, and I, I think that will probably make a more sophisticated electorate. It certainly forces you to have to pay attention a little bit more uh, closely. And it, import, it forces you to think analyze, no religions, and, and make difficult choices. That's the nature of modern American politics. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group.